0: Log Talk Radio.
1: I'm your host, Janice Tannell, for today, uh, Sunday, April 16th. We're happy that you guys have joined us tonight. Just a reminder, if you have a question or a comment, please give us a call at 914-803-4399. Again, that number is 914-803-4399. Um, Denise will be over on Twitter, I do believe, um, and she can let you guys know for sure, um, and you can Drop your questions or comments there as well. Here, let me just bring her in just to make sure. Let's see. There we go. Good evening. Good evening, everyone. Uh, as Janice stated earlier, thank you guys for joining us tonight. And, yes, I will be over on Twitter. I will try to focus tonight on, on Twitter, but um, I am <laughs> going to be a little focused on this conversation. So um, I'll be out there. So. Tweet us, and I'll I'll try to tweet you back. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. So she'll be out on Twitter, but, again, you can call in with your questions and comments as well. Um, And I'm excited about tonight's guest. There's uh, several bios that I could read from, but I do (laughs) want her to just introduce herself. But just wanted you guys to know that she's a makeup artist um, with 35 years of TV and film experience. That's a lot. Um, she's diversified in all areas of beauty, makeup effects, and design, and we want to just ask her all about it. So we're going to bring on our guest, Erin um, Kruger-Makesh. Welcome to the show. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? Hello.
0: I'm good. I'm good. It's good to hear from you both. Yeah. Look, you're hey, not going to know
1: who you're talking to, so don't worry about no, that you're part. Not. Okay. <laughs> I know, And we're going to talk at the same time, and we're going to talk all over each other, but, you know, that's just what we do. <laughs> that's fine. Erin, <laughs> <laughs> we're happy to have you it. on tonight. Um, we're happy to have you on. And like I was saying, I could read from several bios, but I would rather you introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about um, how you started this wonderful and amazing career. Well, I've always loved
0: makeup and monsters, and, uh, you know, I grew up in Southern California in the 70s, and there was a um, film festival on Saturdays, so my brother and I watched that all the time, and and so I kind of went along through high school. I did, you know, dabbled in makeup and uh, theater, and I was cheerleading, and so I did a lot of performance stuff, and, of course, it was that really magical time of the early 80s where... Um, you know, The Thing and American War from London and Thriller and all those wonderful films and, you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark were all, you know, in the theater. And so mm-hmm. I immersed myself in all that and I just loved it. But I didn't really know that it was a job. I think you probably hear that from a lot of your guests. It was, I don't know yeah. what I thought it was magic or something, but it's like at that time there wasn't internet. We had, you know, my parents ended up buying me a couple books, but you know, the, the information was very limited. So, um around that time though I started seeing a lot of behind the scenes things like from American War from London and Thriller and I was like, Oh my gosh, there's people that do this for a living. This is so cool. And when I went to college I was still taking a lot of art classes and in, in high school college and not quite sure how I was gonna get to be uh, you know, to to do that. It just even though I lived in Los Angeles, it could have still been, you know, it still seemed like a totally un- unaccessible thing. And um, I mm-hmm. ended up getting a, a flyer to a makeup effects school from Sandy Berman um, out in Westlake where I grew up. And I took those classes, and she she's the one that kind of, you know, she gave me all the uh, support and information on how to apply to different makeup effects shops. And I started off, I got a job at John Beekler and started off as a PA, and that was <laughs> 30 Almost, I think it was almost thirty-six years ago, actually. But um, oh, wow. I just kind of went from there, and I told my parents I'd go back to college, and I, I, I never really went back to college. I, I, <laughs> I had always wanted to do that, and I, I, I was in my sophomore year of college when I got that job, and it was what I'd always wanted to do, and it was a dream come true for me. And, um, you know, those first few jobs were basically getting a a very small amount of money to learn um, on the job and uh, getting paid a little bit to to figure out how to do all those things and it was it was uh the late 80s and you know there were so many things on the horizon and I'm still excited about the job I do. Nice wow.
1: nice it's so funny that you mention um how back in the early days how you know of course no internet but how you really didn't yeah. have that much information even being in in Los Angeles you you still didn't have that much information And I think back on being a kid and going to the movie theaters and watching movies and sitting there through the credits and you're reading all of this stuff. And I'm looking like, what's a grit? And what's you know? And you're reading all of this stuff. Never Mm -hmm, to even mm -hmm. think that, you know, people. I mean, of course, we know somehow the movies get made. But as a child, you never even thought that that was possible.
0: That's right. And it's it's very much, um, you know, even like I said, even being only probably 30 miles outside of where all this stuff was happening. It was, um, you know, you you, you wrote a, a letter to somebody or you yeah. managed to get a phone number and left yeah. somebody a message. I mean, we only had an answer machines for probably five years at that point, And we was just like, it's a miracle anybody got a job. But it was, um, it was, and you know, my mom even like drove me around to all the shops. Like it was that, I was 18 and she drove me around to all the shops and like waited for me outside. Cause I hadn't even driven that far past my house. I'd only driven like maybe <laughs> five or six miles past my house at that point. So she was like, I'll drive you. So uh, it was uh, I had really supportive parents that were encouraging of me too. Um, they always loved Halloween and horror films and everything. So they were really encouraging to my, in- for my dreams of being a makeup artist.
1: Right yeah and you know right. that it's really inspiring because you know we talk all the time about how you know the internet was there was nothing on the internet compared to you know what it is today I mean, and right. we remember a time when there wasn't the internet, you know some of these people now oh yeah, was born, and the internet was already here, and you know, like you were just talking about, you know the information wasn't there. What was it like? when you got that job and, um, you know, she was able to just actually just, you know, kind of pour into you a little bit. Um, and how but how did it make you feel to be able to have that opportunity and then to be able to just grow from there?
0: I was just, uh, you know, I'd, I'd taken these classes at Sandy Berman School, which only ended up, I think, running one full course. But you kind of got your feet wet and a little bit of information on how, what, you know, um, the processes looked like, and how to run foam and make a mold, and so you kind of had an idea of the materials. So mm-hmm. you weren't completely blindsided when you went in. But she gave me all of these, um, you know, companies to call, and I just had this. I wa- I wanted to do it so badly. I just had this crazy confidence, and I called all the numbers. And some people were like, "We're not hiring. We're not hiring." I was like, "Oh, I'll call back another time." And so. Um, you know, John Beekler, you know, took pity on me and had me come in. I had this really crummy little book of pictures of makeups I'd done on myself out of like the Richard Corson book. So it was Mm -hmm. really like giving somebody an address. And we didn't even have GPS back then. We had a Thomas guide. So you're you're kind of like (laughs) winging it, you know? So we had this whole plan on where we were driving to and the interviews I was going to and, The fact that I, you know, it was weeks later that he called me. I'd gone back to college and and that he said, you know, would you want to come work for me? And I I just couldn't believe it. I was so blown away. And I I do still remember that feeling um, of how excited I was that my, you know, I guess gumption of calling people and really not taking, you know, the um, not taking being turned down by other shops too seriously. I just kept thinking, well, I'm just going to keep trying. I mean, there's, it, it's what I want to do and I'm not going to give up on it. And so over the years that has really benefited me. Sometimes, you know, it has led to dead ends and sometimes it led to opportunities. But, um, you know, I think a lot of people nowadays don't have that, um, sometimes they don't have that, they feel like they're inconveniencing someone. But everybody's expected is expecting people to call them and ask for a job. So it's, if it's not going to be mm-hmm. you, it's going to be the next person, you know, right. it should be you. So you should make the phone call. So I always tell people that like not to worry about uh, people see thinking you're inconveniencing them because you're not. So it's, right. um, it's how I got all my jobs by making myself available and of course, practicing and, but you know, there wasn't anything, like you said, there was no internet. So you're just looking at the back of books and <laughs> practicing little things. And I ended up getting um, accepted to Dick Smith's advanced makeup course. Um, and oh, no. I oh, think nice. it was like a couple of years later. And so I took that and that was all through the mail. You would get this like packet right. with all these, you know, copied three, three whole sheets and you put them in your binder and do the little exercises. But there was always a lot of um, in- appendixes and, and things that you could look through, and, and phone numbers and shops you could call, and um, and where to get supplies and everything. So you you know you, you use that to your advantage as well. It's like I, I was just anything I could do. I, I did jobs for free. Um, mm-hmm. Any experience I felt like was education to me. Right. Right. Yeah.
1: So so your your IG bio says makeup misfit for over thirty five years. <laughs> so I want to <laughs> unpack that just a little bit because you're talking about the uh, the effects portion of what you do. What about beauty stuff? When did you learn the beauty stuff? Did you start off with the effects and then the beauty? Yeah, I started off with effects. But my
0: mother has always been, you know, she's kind of a um, always been a glamour puss. And, you know, I spent my childhood watching her. With two kids watching her put on individual eyelashes like my whole my whole childhood, so she would always be sitting around a a, a mirror and you know getting ready in the morning and so i'd been around beauty makeup you know my whole life, and um, she would always help me do my makeup for you know events during school and stuff like that so i'd always kind of had a little bit of an idea about it and then of course I studied it a lot. Um, I had this book that was so wonderful is michael mayron's um, Glamour something it's all celebrities and like celebrities without makeup and then how he transformed them into their beautiful looks and it was written in the 80s and it's really really um, what a wonderful book and um, so I, I practiced a lot and I realized that if I was going to be on set as a department head designing and doing all that kind of stuff um, I needed to know everything and so it wasn't mm-hmm. just, and I, I was working in effect shops and I realized too that I wasn't like, I was probably going to be a mold maker <laughs> for a long time or maybe doing finishing work because I wasn't a very fast sculptor. I wasn't as talented as um, a lot of the other people that were working in shops and or a painter. And I just, I wanted to play to my strengths and I knew that design was a good, um, a good way to go. And also making sure that I knew a little bit of everything, um, you know. That was, I think that was such a strong, uh, strong way to approach my career and I wanted to get into the union. So I started Mm -hmm. studying every aspect of it. Um, and, you know, like I said, I was working in makeup effects during the week and on on weekends, if there was any like charity event or any kind of, you know, sometimes I would do, I would give a commercial or someone would bring me in to help them out and I would do, um, makeup for them and in anything was, um, was, was an invaluable experience to me, and it yeah. was just about practicing and also just being really brave of trying things. If somebody said, like, oh, I want somebody to have scratches on her face and, mm-hmm. like, oh, I can I can figure that out, you know, and, um, and taking cl- as many classes as I could find. Um, I also took a class through UCLA Extension um, that Michael Westmore taught, and it was, like, a 10-hour class, and it was all out of kit, um, affects stuff and As well as, well as beard laying And um, ball cap And um, you know Cuts and bruises and all kinds of stuff Wax wax um, injuries And just before we had Transfers and you know A lot of the mm-hmm. little appliances we can buy at the store Now and so um, I took that class as well so I was just I was just trying to get as much education Under my belt as possible When I was um, younger I still take classes Now um, Mm-hmm. But I think back then it was, you know, because there wasn't an Internet, um, you know, YouTube and all kinds of things that you could watch how to do something, you had to seek it out <laughs> and, and yeah. educate yourself a lot because also makeup school was just, it wasn't really in the cards for me as far as like a proper makeup um, school goes because they were just so expensive. It just was completely out of my realm of being able to go to um being able to go to a uh, a school a former school mhm mhm yeah. so it was just like i was just getting whatever i could like books and videos and um you know trying things out and having people sit for me and i just you know i was i was a sponge too so anything i i was a good listener and a quick learner and i'm i'm good at copying so i i ended up you know getting to do a lot of uh, a lot of um interesting things that, uh, on the way to learning so um that's how i kind of got into doing beauty and i i like be- beauty as much as i like effect stuff so it's um right. it's all part of it you know it's all part of creating characters and um and and different uh different different parts for actors you know with whatever the script is calling for and it's always a joy that part of it the beginning part of it is always i think so joyful the research and and creating all of that
1: yeah oh my gosh i've got so many questions just based on the last two minutes of this conversation oh. i don't know
0: where to start first i'll try
1: to do them but quicker I wanna, i'll try to do them quicker but i want to i want to go back to um you made the point about just learning everything that you could. And I think that's so great because nowadays I feel like it's important for makeup artists to know a little bit of everything, even if you're not great at effects. I agree. It's just so important to, I mean, I think just being able to, you know, bruises, cuts, scars, things like that, that's like, to me that's almost like putting on lipstick. Like, that's just yeah. – it, it should not be much different than that. That Those are just basic skills that we should all have no matter <laughs> what. You know, I mean, I can agree. I create a monster? No. But, I mean, I don't think that's going to stop me from getting a job as a makeup department. No. Because you can hire no. for that, and I would hire for that. You know what I mean? <laughs> but the basics, I think we all need to have. So I, I just hope makeup artists are listening and, and taking something from this because I think um, – that's what's going to get you your next job is the fact that you can do all of those things, just the basic things. And, and that's a part of the basics.
0: It's great to have a working knowledge and a comp- and be able to have a conversation with a director, mm-hmm. with a producer, or even with the person that, some. I mean, some people like to hire, you know, have like a production company will hire a makeup effects department separately. Sometimes the makeup department wants mm-hmm. to bring on somebody that they've worked with before but you should be able to have a conversation with somebody and know what you're talking about. It's a very beneficial to you to be able to speak to a director or a producer. And if they're asking for something, you can at least say like, yes, I know what that is, but let, let me, let me weigh in with the experts or, um, yeah, how, what, what, how old is this bruise? Or do you want this cut to bleed or whatever it Mm -hmm. is? You should be able to have that as a boss. As a department head and a designer, you mm-hmm. should be able to know all of those things. That's just absolutely. That's just common sense. And if, even if it's something you don't like doing, you should have the knowledge about it. You should be comfortable exactly. talking
1: about all those things. Absolutely, absolutely. And so, another question that I had, um, because i you know, just just doing a little bit of research and 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 into your career, you know. It, people have described you as a couple of different things. Of course, you know, an effects artist. But one thing I saw was an artist and character creator. And I want to talk about character creation because hmm. when you hear that word character, everybody always thinks, okay, the monsters, the witches, you know, the right. zombies, you know, but they don't right. think about, um, you know, the drug addict, the housewife. Right. Those are all characters. Those are are all part of our scripts. So talk a little bit about how important those characters are and how important it is to, to approach makeup as character create, you know, creating characters and not just, I I, I hate it when makeup artists come to work just to do makeup and just to, you know, to be the face. Right. I mean,
0: that's like, I just think of it, I just think it's very rewarding. You know, it's like that part of it is so rewarding to develop all of that. And um, you know, even with some you know modern makeup, you're still creating you're still creating a character in a show because without ever having heard a a sentence of dialogue, when you see an actor's hairstyle, their makeup, Mm -hmm. and their clothing, it tells you who they are without ever having to hear what they have to say. Like you can see exactly what their background is. You can see where they come from. You can probably even tell maybe what part of the country they come from, or what um, part of the world they come from. If they're older, if their clothes are dirtier, maybe they're not, you know, don't have as much money, or if they have on, you know, they're very put together. You can tell exactly, you know, if they if they've spent a lot of time on themselves. It's it all of that is details that are interesting to your job and to actors. I know a lot of actors, and I'm sure you've both heard this too, is um, as soon as they see the makeup, hair, costume testing, they say, ah, that's who this person is. And they know yes. instinctively when they put all that together that that's who they are. And um, I know that happens a lot with testing. You know, when you're, when you're going through the test and everything, people finally say, oh, I finally can see who this is. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, that. That all is uh, leading into that. It's um, I've done. I really like doing, um, you know, unusual character work where it's somebody that's had, you know, a lot of sun exposure or harder life, or maybe they spend a lot of time, you know, with, uh, you know, they've they're an alcoholic or or they've, you know, had a harder a harder go at things where they have maybe some they have a tattoos or any of those kind of things. Uh, they have growth on their face, like even that small of a detail is like, when you see somebody that has stubble, you're like, okay, well maybe he's been up all night, or, you know, they have a dark circle, and all of those things are character developments, and um, I get to do a lot of fun stuff like that, and I love it. It's so it's so fun, and um, every little detail like that um, helps to convey what you know the project is about and what the director is interested in showing on camera and helping the actors of course with that language
1: what was one of your most favorite characters to, to create and why
0: Hmm. let's see there's always been a lot of fun and
1: interesting characters
0: every season of american horror story there's been you know we have a lot of the same actors, but we have different characters. And a lot of times um, I really enjoy working with Evan Peters, who has a lot of different looks. I've been able to do a lot of different looks with Angela Bassett. I've gotten to do a lot of fun things with um, Sarah Paulson every year, something different with her. Um, I did, I've done a couple of films recently with, um did something with Amy Adams and with Glenn Close, where they both had a lot of character work as well with some smaller prosthetics and um, that that was really very rewarding to me. I've had some other stuff too earlier where um, I met my husband on a movie called Alpha Dog and it was all uh, tons and tons of tattoos and injuries and all kinds of stuff. And so those are some of my top projects that I've really worked on, uh, really enjoyed working on. And a lot of the, they're all for different reasons. Like I think that with like Evan and Sarah and Angela, they all, um, are in one hundred percent for whatever you you come up with to to you know' they're like oh we 're going to change you into this character they 're like okay, like they just are they 're there they are they are uh, amazing actors, and they, <laughs> and they give like one hundred percent you know <laughs> it's you know they're they, i 've never heard them ever complain about like well i don 't really want to wear prosthetics or mm-hmm. i don 't really want to be that character they 've always been like, okay, great you know it 's like um it 's so fun that way I mean one season of American Horror Story, Angela wore three breasts as her character for the entire <laughs> run of the show. You know, it was she was amazing that you know that way of like wearing that. She wore it every day that she worked, and um, I never I never heard a peep out of her. She was always just like, yeah, 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 we're ready to go. Same with Sarah Paulson with all of her crazy looks that she's done over the years, and um, and uh, you know that's that's really rewarding when you when you. When you come up with a concept, you know, initially in pre-production and then you are going along and you start to create it, you're doing the tests. everybody loves it or they put their two cents in and once things change and then you, you finally come up with a, an idea and you're, and you're showing it to people, it gets on camera and everybody loves it, you're like, wow, that was, that was great. You know, the whole process was wonderful, the developmental part of it and, and getting it on camera and people are happy. It's like that's very
1: rewarding. Yeah. So it Would sounds like, like Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say I'm, I'm just hearing you talk about your whole creative process. So when did the whole producing um start for you and 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 how how did that come about and and was that something you were always interested in? Um, you know, I'd, I'd taken
0: classes um, through UCLA Extension for directing and producing because I really wanted to have a bit, be- just a better, you know, idea of how different parts of the film business worked, just to have a better mm-hmm. knowledge of it and knowing more about lighting and <clears throat> cameras and, you know, you don't have to have like, you don't have to be an expert in it, um, mm-hmm. but to know about shots and sizes and, you know, budgeting and all of that, it's, it's a, it's, it all benefits you. So I've taken some classes and, and then along the way, um, and I worked for Ryan Murphy for a really long time. And, um, along the way he was, you know, having me, you know, make decisions when there weren't people on set, like he would say like, well, ask Aaron, Aaron, Aaron can figure it out or, um, you know, people would say, like, do you think this should be visual effects or is this something you guys are going to do practically? And I would be in contact department and we would decide and then we would come come up with a plan. And so there was a lot of, um, you know, bossing around going on on my part. <laughs> and so um, because I was, cause I was given that. Initially it wasn't – I would never have, like, just taken that upon myself. But there was a couple mm-hmm. of times when um, there wasn't producers on set and, you know – uh, Ryan had wanted something different, and I had I had deferred to what the director wanted. And he had called me into his office and said, "You know, you're my eyes and ears on set, and I don't I don't want that type of thing going on. And you can say no." And I said to the director, "I'm I'm the makeup department And He goes, "No, that's what I want you to do." So <laughs> it started way back on. It started a long time ago, like on Nip Tuck. So mm-hmm. as it, as it kind of went along, I was, you know, people would defer to me as things went along. And um, it was, you know, basically just having conversations. People would come up on American Horror Store and say, how are we going to shoot this? You know, and I would help them figure it out. It was just some monster or something. And so <laughs> um, eventually, um, you know, Ryan decided when he started doing the half initiative, which is helping – um, it helps um, women and minorities getting into uh, the film business and getting a little bit more exposure to that. Um, he realized that he probably should be promoting from inside, so he um, gave myself and Lou Irik a producing credit. And so, even though the shows, most of Ryan's shows are on the East Coast now, I still have uh, like a supervisory um, capacity over the makeup and hair departments, and I'm basically just there to help out you know making sure that they have everything they need and making mm-hmm. sure that they, you know, uh who's hired for most most of the shows not not all of them but um he's got too many things going on i couldn't do all of it but um i basically and they i'm basically there to help you know so um but over the years here in Los Angeles when it was here um i was doing a lot of that um a lot of those kind of decisions and i always say i always call it like a creative producer or an aesthetic mm-hmm. producer so it's more of more of that kind of thing. And I can I find out answers pretty quickly for people that don't don't have the answers to things and um and I really enjoy it. It's fun. It certainly nice. doesn't deal with the money the money aspect of it or budgeting or anything like that. It's I don't have or finding, you know, jobs or anything. It's not that that level, so
1: yeah. Yeah. It's
0: more just yeah. enjoyable. I still get to say yes a lot, which is great, because a lot of producers probably <laughs> all they get to do is say no. <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> so, what's it like what's it like creating with your husband?
0: Oh, I love it. Um you know, we don't um I think people think we work together all the time, but we we don't you know, we we work together a couple months out of the year if we're lucky, but um we um he was off doing a, a a show just recently. He just came back from Thailand and he was over there doing something. And um, we, I just really enjoy working with him because he has a completely different view on how to do makeup. He's very detail oriented. I am too, but I have such a bigger, uh, you know, responsibility as far as, as a, as a department head. And he just gets me mm-hmm. how I want things. And if I explain to him what I want, he just, he always has it right, exactly what I want, and it's it's we just have a really good uh, shorthand uh, for communication. And plus, he's an, a brilliant, brilliant artist, and he's a, a wonderful, incredible makeup artist as well, and does does beautiful work, an incredible painter, um, all around Renaissance man. And uh, and and I love working with him. It's always been a joy. We've always I don't even think maybe there's been a couple times that we've ever even had a disagreement about something and it's, you know, something that happens outside the trailer, <laughs> but it was, it's, mm-hmm. it's really much more, it's, it's very, very mild kind of, kind of a, a disagreement. If we ever have one, um, we just really enjoy each other's company. And well that's how we met, we met on a job. And so, um, and he just has a different level of expertise than I do. And so it benefits each of us. Oh, nice. That's really nice. It
1: really yeah. It inspires you, Erin.
0: Oh my gosh! I get it from so many places. I still love. Um, I was just the other day. I was watching um, the Pirates of the Caribbean movies again. I don't know. I just mm-hmm. they were on, and I was like, I was like, oh, I haven't watched those in a long time. And I was just mm-hmm. watching them, and I I texted V Neil and I said, this is such. I mean, the precision, but the organic. How yeah. organic the makeups look, and how mm-hmm. every single person has a different look to them. I said, this is just Mm -hmm. so incredible and such a huge achievement. And there's so many people on the show and there's water and like just all kinds of stuff going on. And she was like, Oh, thank you. But I was like, I mean, it's so inspiring. So I think that sometimes I'll go back and watch films that I haven't seen in a while and be like, Oh, look at this beauty makeup. Or look at that amazing effect. Or um, I wonder who, who worked on something and, and, and then I'll go down some other kind of, you know, as I say, deep dive on, on somebody's work and be like, Oh my gosh, look at what they did here. And, you know, I get inspiration from, from Instagram. I save a lot of photos. I get it from, you know, magazines sometimes and books. And I still go back and look through my books and, and, you know, find things that I haven't seen before when I'm doing a project. So I think that there's uh, i I'll get, I'll get an idea for something. And sometimes it takes a couple of days, but then one day I'll like, maybe two days later I'll wake up and go like, Oh, I think I know what I want to do with that character, and so I think sometimes a lot of it is really just immersing yourself in um, in things that you like and um, and and, and the, the research that you've done before. Mm-hmm. You'll look through something and something will pop into your mind, and you'll be like, "Oh, I know what I want to do." So um, I just think I get I get inspiration from a lot of different different places, but um, you know, a lot of it is something that I'm it, you know, I, I look up things on the internet, or um, I have a pretty good um, grasp on different decades and or or classic films, and I'll look back on something and and say, oh, I should take a little bit of that and put it with a little bit of this, and you know, it's like a recipe. So um, that's I guess I get it from everywhere, uh, even like colors or animals, and that kind of like will bring into different different looks that I do, too.
1: Mm-hmm. Nice. No, when I, did, I think I, I – Okay. No. See, we do this all the time, Erin. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just want it was, this was just something that just made me smile. I wanted to – I saw the other day the um, picture of you and your husband on the red carpet at the Academy Awards. and. Oh, Yeah. I, I mean before reading any before reading the post I just thought like oh my god look how wonderful they look and then I see where it said I did get on the Vogue fashion best dress list <laughs> it was for
0: <laughs> I was like so excited about that <laughs> it was really fun wow. it was like on the like top 20 or top 30 or something like that and um and it was a uh, such a but it was a weird year because I got nominated the year that, you know, people had just gotten vaccines. I mean, it was like they mm-hmm. had just – I had just had – you had to have had your second vaccine to even go to the Academy Awards. Oh, wow. So yeah. we had oh, just wow. squeezed in, just squeezed in within like a couple weeks we had gotten our vaccine, our second vaccine. So, um, yeah, they were pretty strict back then. and um, And so, you know, it was a very small affair. It was – you know, there wasn't any – PR people, there wasn't anybody's agent, the red carpet was very quiet, and, you know, one one person at a time, very few photographers, and it was at the, um, down at the train station, downtown LA, it was beautiful, but it was very small, and it was like a cocktail party, and, mm-hmm. um, and, uh w- so you know, it wasn't like I was. It wasn't like there was thousands of people there that I got. You know, the top, tw- <laughs> the top twenty <laughs> best dress. There was only you know, <laughs> probably a couple hundred people there. Maybe you know, a maybe. <laughs> and um and but I everybody really liked my popcorn purse because I had this um mm-hmm. this Sherwaf Sherwaf Sherwafsky shiroff, Crystal. I never can say it right. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know. Um, crystal bag, and it was a popcorn, um, bucket, and, um, I had, uh, um, Lois Burwell, um, had carried a popcorn bucket to, um, an Academy Awards earlier, and she had just recommended me for a job that I got, and that, at that time, and so I wanted to, it was a little tribute to her, and so, oh, okay. um, I carried the, the bag, and I, I loved it. I've actually carried it a couple times, and, um, and it's really cute but um we had we had a really good time it was a, it was a real real honor to be um to be nominated and uh we we uh mike mike and i had a great time together we had a really good time and
1: you, you guys did look
0: amazing oh thank you yeah, yeah it was really it was really fun we got to sit right in front of the the dj at the at the awards so we were we were in um in heaven <laughs> so we had a great time <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Now, am I remembering correctly? Did you ever speak um, at IMAX some years ago, maybe early 2000?
0: I did for. Um, I th- were you, did you? I think you were. Did you talk about for the H G Oh, I think it might have been. Well, I did. I did speak in. <clears throat> 2001 Mm -hmm. um, for you know it was like the beginning of the advent of HD cameras and Everybody Loves Raymond that I did years ago was it was one of the very first shows I mean to be on HD cameras but of course nobody had an HD TV so I don't even know it was kind of like a weird time Um, but we did a lot of testing and uh, Michael Key wanted me to talk about my experience with that and um, you know, even then it was like you're just doing basically doing testing and making sure that certain colors aren't flaring, or if you needed to change any of the makeups. And so I didn't feel like there was a whole lot to talk about, but <laughs> because we were kind of like winging it, you know. So um, yeah, I, but we, 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 we I, did, I did speak about that, but um,
1: yeah, uh, I don't remember. I talked about that. I don't remember everybody loves Raymond, but I thought maybe you were speaking about um, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. That's, I don't know why it that could, sticks out in my
0: head. It could have been. I might have talked about it. Um, that was on film, though, and um, it never changed over to um, to anything else. But it's, um, uh, they, um, I might have spoken about it at a different time because I've done a couple things for IMATS. Um, yeah,
1: that's what we I'm part thinking, maybe.
0: Yeah, we, we, I might have done something else for it, too. I've, I've done a couple things for American Horror Story and, um, the leading ladies of makeup effects, and um, I did a couple things for American Horror Story, but I might have spoken about about Sabrina, but I never did a specific panel on Sabrina.
1: Or maybe, or maybe they introduced you as being the department head or a makeup artist. No, maybe on so. Or
0: something. Yeah, because yeah, I but, did that yeah, for, but, this all seven seasons. It was a great show to work on.
1: But I think I do remember the topic of HD, though.
0: Yeah, it might
1: have maybe it was a,
0: it might have been at that time. That's kind of what I was doing at that time. So um, mm-hmm. I've done some film work, at a lot of films as well, but I had, Sabrina kind of really got me a good start, good foot in the door with, um, um, you know, working <laughs> for like regular money, and um, <laughs> I've been in the union a couple years by the time I started Sabrina, but it was a steady paycheck, and it was really nice, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a great opportunity they gave me, um, you know, we had a lot of little fun gags that we did on that, and I got to help design all those things, and bring people in to help me out with that and it was a it was a great experience.
1: Nice. Okay. So we talked about your well you you know briefly mentioned your um, nomination for the Oscar. But so let's talk mm-hmm. about some of your other awards because you're the queen of the Emmy. That's just a fact. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a fact. <laughs> now how many Emmys have you been nominated for?
0: Um, I think it's 39. Um, Mm -hmm. a lot. (laughs) I counted back. It's a lot. It's, it's, it's like, it's still kind of mind blowing to me. Um, I was nominated when I first started in the, um, working a little bit more towards getting into the union back in the early nineties. I, um, I started working for general hospital and they Mm. didn't have as many, um, people that did makeup effects then. So my boss, um, uh, Donna Messina, who's passed on now, but she was one of my biggest cheerleaders, and she would always say, I'll assist you. You just do it all, and I'll, and I'll assist you. And I was like, oh, my God. So I had, like, this great backup, <laughs> you know, like I could do – I I wasn't going to fail because I knew Donna was going to back me up all the time. So she would have me do all these effects things on, on General Hospital. And so we ended up getting nominated for a daytime Emmy for something, yeah. and um, that was early on. I think I was like – 22 or something, so I had oh, wow. I had that little, you know, that little uh, nomination there, and I just thought, oh, this is so great, you know, but I I just kind of went on, you know, doing different projects and um, it wasn't until Nip Tuck that I got another nomination, and it was um, uh, it was for, um, I had worked on Alienation also earlier than that, and so I, I had kind of, you know, been around shows that had gotten awards, but um, but Nip Tuck was my first uh my first proper uh, you know, primetime Emmy Award um mm-hmm. nomination. And and it was um and, and from there I just kind of was nominated sometimes several times in a year and it was just really mind blowing. Um and so I went along for uh I think twenty nine twenty nine I think nominations before I won. So I was wow. kind of like and I was just Happy, so happy to be invited back every year. I just couldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. You know that I was still, people were still nominating me, and still, you know, getting. I get still got to go to a party every year and uh, and <laughs> see so many amazing makeup artists and hairstylists. Um, you know, at the Emmy Awards, I was thrilled to be part of it. I just didn't, you know, I didn't really think much of ever being nominated or winning anything i just was so i was just such a nerd that i was just thrilled to be part of all of it and um mm-hmm. people would ask me about that all the time like oh aren't you you know tired of not winning and i thought oh no this is to be in the conversation of being part of all that it was still just yeah I thought it was amazing you know so and then when Absolutely. i won i won for um for the the normal heart which was a film that brian did that was about the aids um the aids crisis and based on a play and a book that was written um quite a few years ago but it was based on um, you know in in the early 80s and um and so i did some deterioration makeups and and that ended up getting the attention of the um of the television academy voters and so I ended up winning um, winning for that, and it was a uh, uh, you know totally different than than getting um, getting a nomination. So um, it Were was totally different, and it, it was very oh very shocked, especially after having not won
1: yeah.
0: anything for so many years. I I never yeah. thought I was so surprised, and then mm-hmm. from there I kind of started. I I'd won a few. I won a few more after that, and. Every every time was a surprise, and people say, "Aren't you tired of it? Aren't you? Get, isn't it getting old?" And I said, no. "I was just like, oh no, how could it get old? This is just a, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> a, such an honor and such a big deal, and um, I I feel really um, incredibly lucky to be um, honored that way. You know, it's it's not everybody gets that, and I, I do know how lucky I am to be. Did you uh, feel like? Um,
1: did you feel like Susan Lucci when you won that first one? <laughs> kind of. <I> think people <laughs> said
0: that. People were saying that to me a bunch too, and um, and 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 I was like, "That's fine with me." And you know, it's, right, it's, right. it's It's still it's still wonderful to get, uh, you know, I don't know. Just getting acknowledged is a big deal to me. Um, yeah. I know a lot of people sometimes have can have some issues with with not winning, but but I don't. See it that way, I just still yeah. think I'm pretty happy with still getting hired to do um, the jobs that I love and um, enjoying people's company at work for the long hours and you know that's all the award is you know as they say it's it should be anyway is is enjoying your work and um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it you know getting a trophy is a, a a huge benefit to, to that. And not every job gets to have a, an award, you know? So you right. know, um, it's, it's really, you know, like gotta keep your head a level head about it all. Um, Cause it can be, um, I think for some people it can be very overwhelming and sometimes they are seeking jobs just to have the award. And I just think it's such a, um, it's not a very um, healthy way to approach work and also, mm. Um, for your ego, it's not very good for your ego, you know, and you need to have a healthy ego about all that kind of stuff. And sometimes it's just not to, to go into it as an award seeker is, you know, you you probably, for the most part, you probably aren't going to, not everybody gets an award. So, you know, it's kind of setting yourself up to be be disappointed. It's You should just enjoy, mm-hmm. you know, try to enjoy the process of getting to work on a project and, and see it through to the end and have everybody happy with your work. I and mean, I mean that's what I try to do anyway. But of course yeah. I have awards, yeah. so maybe that's the difference. So um um but I'm I'm very grateful and honored to have have been presented awards for my work. Really. Nice.
1: Yeah. That really really nice. when you when you know when you think about I mean I'm sitting here listening to you and I, when I think about you know, all of the nominations before you even, you know, won the first award, and I just think back about how you started. Um, and, you mm-hmm. know, there wasn't a lot of information out there. <laughs> nothing on the Internet. You mm-hmm. had to <laughs> write letters and make phone calls, and, you know, <laughs> it's just like all of that hard work, you know, really pays off. And some people define success by winning awards, and some people think of success as just when you, you know, you're blessed to have an opportunity to go to work and to create all these characters. And right. when it's all over, when it's all said and done, they loved your work. And in and, and some people's minds, that's success enough. And then just like you said, right. you know, whether it was a win or not, the nomination is just like an imitation to keep coming back to the party. So, you know. <laughs> enjoy like just enjoying the process and keep putting out great work i for me i believe that that's being successful and winning a trophy i agree or getting a nomination is extra you know it's extra um oh for sure and i feel like that's
0: a healthy way to look at it yeah it's just not um I don't know. I just feel. I mean, I know there's nothing wrong with wanting awards, and there's nothing wrong with okay. placing them. Really, um, mm-hmm. it's not my it's not my style. But um, it's also. I was just always. I mean, honestly, I I'm sure you guys have heard this before from me, but um, you know, I spent my childhood like a lot of it in the hospital, having like corrective surgeries and stuff. So, to be honest with you, I'm still super excited that I'm still just getting up in the morning and like mm-hmm. getting to do what I love doing I'm just, every day is just kind of like a oh my god, this is so great I'm still, I'm getting hired for this job like what, it, oh my gosh this is so wonderful I spent a lot of time being surprised that I'm still getting hired, working, people still like my work I get along with people at work and you know I don't, there isn't a ton of drama going on with you know the jobs that I do and so I just am, uh, you know, spend a lot of time being surprised and happy (laughs) and grateful. You know that I get to meet new people all the time, and um, you know, there's always something new to learn every day at work. Um, You know, I'm working for someone that's an incredible department head, Erica Prius, right now, and she was like a student of mine years ago, and she's just blossomed Mm. and turned into this incredible boss and. Um, so' I'm, I'm working working for her right now and I, I just I learn stuff every day from other other artists and I just think it's um, you know I, I definitely don't have a stagnant job I definitely think that you know um, it 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 definitely benefits my attention levels of having you know a job go on for three or four or five months or something and then you're getting to do something completely different you know for another mm-hmm. five five months it just makes your brain happy to have all these You know, different things going on at different projects all the time. It's not just like sitting at a desk and having the same job for 30
1: years. Um, And and you're and you're not department heading all of them. You just said you're working with someone that used to be your student. Yeah. And I think that it's great. That's what department heads need to realize. You're not going to always department head if you want to work. No. And and it's really like um you know the. In the business right now is a little bit
0: funny with the you know the possibility mm-hmm. of having this strike this strike coming up and right. um and I finished a big I finished two huge jobs last year and so this year I just kind of reached out to um to Erica and just said, like, Oh, if you're you know, going back to your show, if you need anybody any help, I'm around and she said, Oh yeah, sure, I'll probably bring you in and so she brought me in. There and it ended up being a character that she wanted me to to do. And so I've just been doing this one character for her for the whole show. And it just kind of presented itself, but I love to go and day play when I'm not working Mm -hmm. because I get to see how other big, you know, bullpens are run by people. You Mm -hmm. you get to see how other people, you know, send people to setting different groups or I I just, you're always, you're always um, learning and uh, benefiting from, from other experiences. If you're staying inside a kind of like a little tiny world the whole time, you're not able to grow, expand, and, you know, learn how other people do things. Sometimes you could go onto a show and be like, oh, that's a great way of doing that. And then Mm -hmm. you use it on your next job and you're off to the races. That's right. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Or you may even meet, you know, people that you want to hire on your next job. Oh, completely, completely.
0: And sometimes Mm -hmm. you get to see people that you don't want to hire. Yes. Um, it's, <laughs> exactly. You know, it's all those kind of things because sometimes when you're department heading, you don't you always to get to see, see everything. how everybody works. Um, you know, you, mm-hmm. you you get a lot of like, oh, thank you so much for bringing me in, and you get a lot yep. of the friendlies, but you don't ever get to see sometimes the actual behind the scenes, you know, the Wizard of Oz, pull the curtain back kind of thing. <laughs> and right. so you try to keep your ears open, but sometimes you don't get to feel that because you're busy with everything else. So when you're day playing, you kind of get to see, like, you're like, oh, that person's great, or, oh, that person's causing a lot of problems over there. Like, you just right. you, you get to really see what's going on, and it's, it's, it's beneficial as, as an artist to stay on top of that stuff too.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So what, what words of encouragement or advice would you give to someone who's interested in a career in effects, or someone who's, I guess, already a makeup artist, but, you know, they just want to learn a little bit more about effects? words of it. Right. That you well, for people that are, um,
0: you know, starting out or they are, you know, wanting to do makeup or makeup effects, you know, I always say you need to start with the basic love of it because if you're obsessed with whatever you're obsessed with, even if it isn't, you know, if it's beauty makeup or if it's effects makeup or if it's whatever, you know, industry you're in, um, if you have that obsession and that love for something, it'll sustain you through times when you don't um, necessarily like it or if things are really rough or if they're not going, you know, the way, you know, you're hoping they will. If you always have that love there, you fall back on that and it still it still invigorates you to keep going. So if it's somebody that sometimes people come up to me and say, like, I think I want to be a makeup artist. And I always say, like, you think you want to be one? Because if you... Um, really want to be one, you would have already have, like, started doing all that stuff. You would have already started doing makeup on yourself or taking pictures of yourself, and you would have been like, here's the pictures, here's some of my work, can I show you some of my work? You wouldn't be like, tell me how to do this job, you know? It's like if people can do it without an Internet and with just having a book and, you know, writing a letter or something, people today can do it, can already be showing people, photos and and you have to be practicing all the time and and getting your you know getting all that down people that are interested in doing makeup effects have already been sculpting they've already been creating and learning all those processes because there's they have all that all that at their fingertips they can look on their phone or their ipad or anything and find all those things and how to start all those things or you know, start with some clay or taking classes and all those things are available to them. So that part of it, I think, is you have to have that obsession, that love of it, and you already, and you need to be practicing. So also if there's makeup, makeup artists that want to have a little bit more experience with makeup effects, there are a lot of classes nowadays that you can take, physical classes, especially since COVID is, you know,
1: finally winding down,
0: um, like, uh, V Neil has a school called legends and they teach, you know, on the weekends, they do certain, you know, certain classes, different classes, like, you know, um, injuries or they do beard laying or makeup effects. They also have, you know, Stan Winston does a huge amount of classes that you can buy buy a, um, you know, a streaming, um, class or you can buy it on DVD. Um, there's a lot of, um, classes that you can take, um, hands on things like that, um, that if you just want to get like a little refresher, I know beyond the combs, I think it's called beyond the combs was doing some makeup effects classes too. Um, So there are a lot of classes. You can just take that as an experienced makeup artist and you want to learn a little bit more. And also if you're in the union and you're a trainee makeup artist, they're going to start doing their journeyman classes again. And that's a great, that's free. And you know, you get to become Mm -hmm. a journeyman at the end. So you can bring in a, Even if you don't do it well, you get to come in and learn from somebody and and give it a try, and there's not – nothing is going to happen. You're not going to, you know, not get to be in the union or something. (laughs) You get to experience from from makeup artists that have been doing this for a really long time, and they are going to teach you how to do stuff. So, you know, take those classes too. There's a lot of classes through the union if you're a union makeup artist that you can take. I I think that's the same with 798 too. Yes, yeah, yeah listen exactly. great. My my husband yeah, they really one, are. that's a uh, um that's a makeup effects class that is for blood um uh blood gags and, and creating bladders mm-hmm. for, for blood gags. And a lot of people have taken that class, um and he he he's a good teacher and, and it shows you how to make the bl- the bladders and everything. So if you're into doing those kind of practical effects. Mm-hmm. Um I know a lot of people that have taken it and have had a lot of success with it, so I taught one for Stan Winston, but it's just about being safe. And a lot of that stuff is kind of mm-hmm. not old, but it's, you know, at the beginning we were having to just you know sterilize everything, you know, it was like <laughs> right. cleaning, 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 cleaning. And so now and it's right. a little less, you know, a little less, um, it's a little less, uh, you know, stringent now. So um, I don't know how, how well that aged, but uh, my video aged, but there's a lot of great ones in there. Sculpting and hair punching and everything. You can get a little yeah. bit, you know, for for a, a, a you know, a, I think you can even like join Stan Winston's classes and you know get unlimited viewing or something for uh, you know not a, not super expensive, not comparatively to makeup schools. So right, yeah, yeah, and that's exactly. a, I think that's a good way to learn. And you know, you gotta and you, you practice or you know if you're on set and you're. A lot of times, I think that people who aren't as experienced in those things aren't taking advantage of what's going on on set. You know, if you've got somebody right. on there doing doing effect stuff, um, even if it's like you know a, a sliced throat or if it's you know yep. a broken bone or bruises or whatever, pe- most people don't have an issue with you coming over and saying, "Can I stand by and watch?" You know, like right. you know f- you know sit in a chair or stand stand a you know um, a little bit of ways and, and Take notes or watch. I mean, you learn so much from just observing somebody else do it. You know, that's a, that's the a, that's a really nice way to do it too. And I know yeah. a lot of people don't take advantage of that enough. <laughs> so no, they don't. Uh, I, I like to do that. I like to I like to ask if I can watch somebody doing something. And usually, you know, most people don't have a have a problem with it. Um, yeah. So I learn so much from that. Even just from watching, you know, hairstylists applying wigs. You learn so much,
1: <laughs> so that's true. It's absolutely. all about learning. Yep, and it's all going to help it you be better at, at what you do. Yes, absolutely. Erin, is there a do you have like a dream job or something that you haven't done that you, <laughs> you still want to do in this business? I mean i I love.
0: Uh, I would. I would love to do something. Um, you know, I worked on. Star Trek years ago and um you know I'm a i love I love Star Wars and I've I've been able to uh, luckily Christina Waltz, who is department head on Mandalorian, she brought me in and I got to be on Mandalorian three and that was just so incredible to be on a fantasy job like that and plus being a big Star Wars nerd, I just it was just um mind blowing. But um I would love to do something kind of fantastical, like um, you know, Chronicles of Narnia type of thing or you know a uh, Harry Potter like magical something or other mm-hmm. it would be really fun. You know, with creatures and 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 all that kind of magical stuff. I think that would be a really fun job to do, something big like that. Um but you know, I I find joy in 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 every there's a reason for every job and even if it's something smaller and it, you know, a small cast and that's that also gives you time to um you know kind of reboot your brain and look for something different. But I, I, I enjoy, you know, all aspects of, of, of makeup. Um, I've done a lot of, a lot of things, um, a lot of horror based stuff. And, and I really enjoy that as well. Um, and a lot of period work, a lot of time period um, mm-hmm. correct work, which I also enjoy. Um, but I think that would be fun to do a fantasy film, like a, a big fantasy film would be great.
1: Nice. Nice. And final question: mm-hmm. What's your definition of beauty? Um,
0: beauty. Oh my gosh! You know, there's so many. If, if we're talking about like a, a physical beauty of something that's um, outside your, you know, of, of what you create on yourself, it's whatever makes you happy, really. It, even, if, it's, mm-hmm. if it's a big, you know, glamorous um, contour, shadow, highlights sparkles and you know amazing eyeshadow and big eyelashes and glossy mouth and if that's what makes you happy and you love it then that's beauty to me um if it's not wearing any makeup at all and it's just it's just you feel great with a with a you know very um uh, you know clean face then that's beauty as well i think a lot of it as as you know comes from inside and um mm-hmm. and from being ha- and you know being happy with yourself and you know always trying to um always trying to find that that good balance of of you know work life and personal life and that's and that's it's really whatever makes you happy and 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 that and that's what makes a person beautiful i think
1: nice very nice well, we thank you so much uh, for joining us. This has been a great conversation tonight. Um, is there anything um, you want to share with the audience that we didn't get a chance to talk about? Oh, gosh. Um,
0: I just, you know, I I think they kind of covered a lot of it. I just great to have an open mind about, um, you know, uh, learning from other people and, Mm -hmm. observing what there's always something to be learned from other people and whether it's um you know somebody that's a a veteran or somebody that's that's newer to the business there's always something to learn and keeping an open mind and 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 learning all the time is what is what um, makes you grow as a person and it's also it's what is rewarding is to to learn all the time so um you know keep it keeping an eye on things and and you know, writing things down and and being involved in your community and 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 giving back and all that stuff is is really important so that's a, i guess that's the other thing you know that's about it but i've 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 so enjoyed talking with you both it's been great
1: yes been. it was so great meeting you meeting you in i know fashion. finally <laughs> i know <laughs> it, seemed,
0: it seemed like we we only got to really Chatting more when it was um you know the last few oh, years on Zoom and everything, so yeah. it was so nice to finally meet you in person and um, so wonderful to go to those kind of events and especially since we haven't been able to do that as much lately and it's uh, oh yeah,
1: exactly those were,
0: those were so nice, so nice to see everybody and to and to meet you in yeah. person and and all of your beautiful work that you've booked done, um always in awe of your beautiful oh. work and talents. Thank you Thank so you. much. Yeah, I always follow yeah, it and just have, always am so have, impressed.
1: Um, do you have a Do you have any work that's being considered for the Emmys?
0: Um, not this year. <laughs> I did a show last year called um, The Brother's Son, and it won't come out until um, August. And if maybe if people like okay, it, maybe it. they'll consider it next year. But it's um it's a uh, you know a it's got all kinds of stuff in it. It's got beauty, makeup, and injuries and gore and um, tattoos and all kinds of stuff. So it's um, it kind of covers oh, all all the all the bases. So um, uh, it's modern day though, and it, so it's um, it's about the um, um, the Chinese uh, the Mandarin tri- triads. So it's like it's like a gang um, Asian gang TV show, and it's it's touching and funny and oh, nice. it's got all kinds of stuff in it. So um, I think was, I think it's coming out in August. I'm not positive. So um, but okay. yeah, I'm, I'm, of course I'm rooting and and, and voting and doing all the things for, for the Emmys this year for, for everybody that's being considered. So um yeah, I can't wait yeah. to see who's who's out there for all that. So
1: I know. Um, I'm yeah. kinda of waiting yeah. for that too.
0: So. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> There's so many amazing things, such beautiful work that's being done nowadays. It's just incredible and um and it's so it's so fun to see the people that that um are nominated.
1: Yeah, I just finished yeah. the uh daytime the daytime Emmy voting in Oh yeah! Talk shows, I tell you. Oh my God, I'm just like oh, just you know, just for just regular beauty work. I'm like oh my God. I know. <laughs> you know so I'm like looking at the stuff and taking notes too. Like okay, <laughs> I know just, there's just some amazing. really beautiful,
0: beautiful makeups going on um, mm-hmm. uh, on daytime television for sure.
1: Yeah. Yep. That's where I yeah, got my yeah. start. I can't believe yes. that my, old, favorite old one of my favorite soap opera. My favorite soap I know. I learned so much
0: there. I learned how to do those big, beautiful, glamorous corrective makeups, and, mm-hmm. um, and loved it. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, it was a great learning experience.
1: Yeah. yeah. Nice. I'm sure it was.
0: Yeah, well, thank nice. you so
1: much again. We greatly appreciate you.
0: Thank you so much for having me on. I had a great time. Oh, good.
1: Absolutely, we'll, we'll have to get Absolutely. you get you to come back
0: when yeah, you're nominated for
1: something time. else. We'll we'll get you to come on and talk about that project. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so thank, much, Aaron. Thank
0: you so much. All right. Take, Take you care. All, right. All okay. right. Have a good have evening. You Bye-bye. too. Bye. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye.
1: Goodbye. Thank you guys for tuning in um, with us tonight. This has been great, great conversation. I could have talked um, a whole lot longer, um, but I didn't want to hold our guests too far past an hour. Um, Again, thank you guys for tuning in. We greatly appreciate your support. Um, Thanks for those who tuned in on the phone line and for those who listened um, um, online. Thank you guys very much as well. And thank you to those who will listen on the playback. Greatly appreciate it. Um, Stay tuned this week for our guest, our upcoming guest for the next few weeks. Um, We didn't do last Sunday, so hopefully you guys had a great Easter holiday. Um, Again, thank you to Erin Kruger-McKesh for coming on tonight. We greatly appreciate her, and stay tuned for next week's guest and for the weeks to come. Have a wonderful evening, everyone, and have a beautiful and blessed week. Good night, everybody. Good night.